the fantasy football show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. The fantasy football show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. The fake to Moss. Still on the move. Josh Allen to the pylon and in. Another rushing touchdown. And that is his fourth total touchdown of the day. Packers perfect on third down so far. Rodgers steps up. Eyes on the end zone. He'll run and get in. Touchdown. They stay perfect on third down. And Rodgers gets his 31st career rushing touchdown. All-time leader for quarterbacks in Packers history. Today is a little bit different than the normal fantasy football show that I provide for you on a Sunday morning because we have three games already in the books. And as you just heard on those highlights, courtesy of the NFL Network, Adam Amin and Joe Davis on the call, you heard Josh Allen account for four total touchdowns. And so if you're playing against Josh Allen, things are looking a little bit bleak, at least bleaker than you were hoping they would on a Sunday morning. And perhaps if you have ridden Aaron Rodgers to the fantasy football semifinals here. You are looking at his overall night last night and perhaps a little concerned because that was, outside of one other game this season, the lowest fantasy point total he provided. And after hmm, two drives, you probably felt very comfortable about where you were going to be with Aaron Rodgers heading into Sunday's games. And alas... It did not unfold that way. Good morning. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000 with you every Sunday morning during the football season, helping you hopefully win that elusive Fantasy Football Championship. We, of course, are in... Playoffs? Yes, Jim Moore. We are in the Fantasy Football Playoffs. Uh, Playoffs? Yes. Yes, it is. And we're here for you. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to participate. Bounce your question off of me. I'll do my best to be your Fantasy Football Sherpa and help guide you up the mountain to attain that hopefully elusive championship. So we'll continue to do that throughout the show here for the next hour. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. You can also check out the Twitch channel, ESPN 1000 Chicago, all one word. You can check us out there. Tyler Aki is manning the chat room inside of that, and uh, we will answer some questions there as well. But let's get after the key injuries that you need to be aware of. Surgical precision, and Michael Thomas has his eighth. Dropped in beautifully by Drew Brees. So a double dose there as we hear Drew Brees throw a touchdown pass to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was placed on injured reserve on Friday, is now gone for the remainder of the regular season for anybody who participates in the playoffs, a playoff version of fantasy football, and you can carry your players over. Do not cut Michael Thomas. He still is hoping to play in the playoffs. Drew Brees will step in and start for the Saints. What does that mean? Well, 
I'm a little reluctant to jump in and start Drew Brees, but we will go through plenty of options today, and I think it's certainly a possibility you may want to start him today. He's around 10 in my ranks, and I think the biggest benefactor is certainly going to be Elvin Kamara. He has been a different player for fantasy purposes. Taysom Hill really hasn't mastered the ability to scan the entire field and find Kamara on those dump-off patterns that have made him such an excellent fantasy football player. So Alvin Kamara's boost, not that you were ever sitting him realistically, but he sees a huge boost and Michael Thomas not on the field. I think that means Emmanuel Sanders obviously is in line to see a few more targets. Uh, Trey Kwan Smith and Jared Cook also all benefit from that as well. Cook may be the biggest guy who you might be on the fence about should you not start him. I think Jared Cook today... He's been a red zone threat even in the games Drew Brees wasn't out there. So I think Jared Cook is a pretty solid option at tight end if you're not working with one of the top three or four options who are no-brainer starts to begin with. Garoppolo to throw. Mostert with an opening. Mostert's got great speed and nobody in front of him. Raheem Mostert is going to take it to the house, galloping in for a 76-yard touchdown. So Raheem Mostert went for an MRI earlier this week because of his ankle injury. But on Friday, he was not given an injury designation, which means that he is likely ready for a full workload, whatever that was going to be. He's certainly seen his numbers decrease since he's returned from injury as opposed to what they were at the beginning of the year. And with Jeff Wilson in the mix, it's not a straight split. But it's pretty close to a split between Wilson and Mostert. I still would prefer Mostert in most situations. But uh, Jeff Wilson is certainly there. And against the Dallas Cowboys and their defense, that is an option that you're probably salivating about. Ronald Jones will get a big hole. Jones gets by. Ronald Jones may go all the way. Being chased from behind. Does Jones have enough? Still on his feet. Ronald Jones, 98-yard touchdown. So, unfortunately... For Ronald Jones, he was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And in addition, he had a pin placed in his, I believe it was his pinky finger, um, one of his fingers earlier this week due to a broken bone. So I actually think the fact that he's not available is a bit of a blessing for Ronald Jones owners because I was going to be a little bit concerned. He already has had fumbling issues throughout the entirety of his career. And so if he, I, I, I was going to be a bit hesitant about feeling confident in suggesting that people go with him. And the fact that he's now on the COVID-19 list makes that no longer a decision. Leonard Fournette, we will expect to be active yet again. Uh, well, I say yet again. We will. I expect him to return as an active player and probably the man who will see the most number of touches, he said question, questioningly, because I don't know for sure. Um, but... I don't feel comfortable starting Leonard Fournette at this point in your fantasy football playoffs. If you're even entertaining the notion, I'd be a little bit concerned about it. From the 17, new set of downs as Fitzpatrick throws to the end zone. It is Parker again. His second touchdown today. All day long with Devontae Parker. Tua toward the end zone. What a catch. Took it away from Thornhill. Kasicki has another one. So a couple of Dolphins pass catchers are 
trending in the right direction. Devontae Parker, as of this morning, looks like he's going to be a go, which is good news. And Mike Gesicki, who, because of the wasteland that tight end can be, has really been a revelation over the last couple of weeks. Injured his shoulder last Sunday. It was in bad shape um, from all the reports and quotes that he gave. But good news, he's had a really good week responding to the uh, physical, uh, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, Limitations. Uh, what, pardon me? Limitations. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, nevertheless, Gusecki has all word, all report is that he's feeling better after the week that he's put in. So um, there is a chance he could play. He's somebody who's going to be a game-time decision. They're going to check it out and see how he's doing in pregame warm-ups. Uh, but... If he's a go, I'm probably going to use him. He's really, over the last couple of weeks, come on as a receiving threat. And because the other receivers and their running, their whole running game in Miami has been decimated by some injuries and COVID outbreaks, uh, they're sick. He's somebody who, if, you're, if you've been using him and riding him, if he's active, I would continue to use him. Uh, Julio Jones has already been ruled out. But I will say, encouraging move this uh, news this morning from, I believe it was Ian Rappaport, who said that uh, he received a PRP injection this week, and the hope is that Julio Jones can still return this week, so that's going to make for a real head-scratcher next week if you have him on your roster and you're able to advance to the championship. But at least the opportunity of him still going out and playing is on the table, so don't cut him just yet, because if he's if he's available next week, chances are you're probably going to have a hard time getting away from him as at least a wide receiver three, I would at least. So that's basically how I'm addressing that. James Conner looks like he's going to be available. Damian Harris for the Patriots is out. Um, Don't think there's really anybody in the Pats backfield that I'd feel good about using. Um, And then uh, Kenny Galladay out yet again. Still waiting to see word on Matt Stafford. He's a game-time decision. Going to give it a go in the the pregame warm-ups. But... Honestly, at this point, with having missed the entire week of practice, I don't really feel great about the idea of using Matt Stafford with my fantasy football playoff on the line. I know the Titans have given up plenty of passing yards, and so that might be enticing, but I'd be, there's so many quarterbacks generally available that I would probably be looking elsewhere if I could, because I just don't necessarily trust Stafford to escape this game when he's been banged up all week. So if I could go somewhere else, I probably would. All right, I think those are the main key injuries that most people have been on the fence about what they've been thinking about. So, again, if there's anyone I hit on who uh, I mentioned as a game-time decision, make sure you're checking out the inactives as they roll in around 10.30 this morning. But it is the fantasy football semifinal playoffs for you. So 312-332-3776. We'll try and roll through as many calls as we can this morning and advance you to your championship matchup. Let's try Joe, who's in Spring Grove on ESPN 1000 this morning. Hey, Joe. Morning, Jeff. Hey. I got a running back question and a one-point PPR. I've got uh, Gus Edwards at home against the Jaguars, and I got James Conner on the road against the Bengals Monday night. Yeah, this one's tough. I think, Joe, I would say I personally would lean towards using Gus Edwards. Um, It's not ideal because I think most people can understand that with James Conner, the possibility of him stepping in and and being the featured back is on the table, but he's been dealing with that quad injury. He had COVID and I know he was on the, uh, on the, on the COVID list for a little longer. And so he he still has uh, the questionable designation, Joe. So I, 
I think it seems like he's probably going to play, and the Bengals are a great matchup. But I'd be concerned that for whatever reason he's limited or he's eased back in. Like in the playoffs, you know, Gus Edwards obviously isn't their featured back, but with the uh, Jaguars as the opponent. You have to imagine there's going to be an opportunity for Baltimore to run the ball quite a bit. So, Joe, I think I would lean towards the safety of Gus Edwards. He's been, you know, somebody who when they get near the goal line, they've uh, they like to get him in. Certainly J.K. Dobbins is going to see probably more touches, but I just don't know what you can count on from James Conner. And with him playing on Monday, I just think there's too many on too much uncertainty to trust him at this point in your uh, fantasy football playoffs, Joe. Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, good luck to you. And and, and unfortunately, some of these uh, you know aren't going to be slam dunks. I know some people, I may not have a bunch of confidence in some of the suggestions, but I'm just going to try and shoot you straight and let you know which way I would handle it. Let's try Ron, who's in Schaumburg with a plethora of running back options. Hey, Ron. Hey, good morning, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm in a two-quarterback league, standard uh, scoring. Thursday, I took a big hit with Derek Carr. He's the only guy who played so far this week, and the other guy played uh, Aaron Jones last night. So Oof. really, you know, yep, in a, in a hole. But anyway, um, I also picked up Mariona just in case uh, Carr doesn't play. It doesn't look like he's going to next week. But anyway, uh, my my uh, situation, my dilemma is I've got four running backs. I need three: okay. Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, and. Naheem Hines. So far, you did me well. I ended up first place. I had a bye last week, so I'm really needing this win to keep uh, rolling. Yeah, is there is there anything more aggravating than having the bye, watching your players have productive weeks, only to then come off of your bye and then watch as you're in a, a giant hole to begin Sunday? Yeah, I, and then, trust me, Ron, I am in a similar situation in one league, so uh, I can feel your pain. Because you had the car issue sneak up on you, I do think I would... In this instance, I would bench Naheem Hines because I think he's probably got the lowest, you know, lowest ceiling of those options. Drake, Hunt, and Akers, especially because you're kind of chasing Ron, those guys all have the potential to have monster games. And, and Naheem Hines with Jonathan Taylor, you know, in the rotation is somebody who is going to see his fair share of carries. So I, I'm glad you presented it, presented it just the way you did, Ron, because. All that extra information leads me to say I would definitely go with Drake, Hunt, and Akers over Hines because in a different scenario, Ron, I might play it where if you had the lead, I'd play for the safety of Hines over Kenyon Drake, but I think you have to swing for the fences a little bit because you're trailing here. So I would go uh, Drake, Hunt, and Akers. Okay, well, hopefully I'll be talking to you next week. Hopefully. Just listening. Absolutely, Ron. That that's the plan. Let's uh, keep it rolling, and hopefully, you get lucky here. Let's uh, squeeze in one more quickly here before uh, the timeout. Let's try TJ, who's in Bridgeview. Hey, TJ, what's going on, man? Morning, guys. Morning. Um, all right, this is what I got. I got a flex question: Wayne Gallman, James Conner, Russell Gage. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm eliminating Russell Gage. I just don't know. You know I don't feel confident I, even without Julio. The problem for the Falcons is, you know, it's not like somebody steps in and just replaces Julio's productivity. Generally, what they yeah. do is they step in and they're, you know, the whole offense can kind of crater because of all the everything that works off of Julio Jones and you know the open uh, options that everybody else is because Julio's out in the field. I don't trust Russell Gage. I know he threw the uh, touchdown pass last week, but I don't trust him. To, yeah. That's not a you know not a thing you could count on a week to week. So, I'm sorry. What was that, TJ? 
I just picked him up this morning. Just uh, sure. I heard about Julio, so I just picked him up. Yeah, and, and again, I, I think I've I've kind of given the same advice on him all years. I just don't sure he could have a decent game, but generally, if you've got other options who are going to see more touches, I'm almost always going to advise to use those guys. And you know, kind of similar to the previous caller, Gus Edwards versus uh, versus James Conner. You've got Gallman versus James Conner, and for me, Gallman is a much better bet than Gus Edwards to see a lot of touches. So I'd go ahead and use Gallman, especially with Colt McCoy under center. You know, that's going to be, you know, they're going to rely on Wayne Gallman to uh, go ahead and uh, carry the load for them. So, and he's been fairly productive and they've really turned around their offensive line since uh, Joe Judge made some changes. So I think uh, I would pretty easily use Gallman over Connor again, because the, the question with James Connor is you just don't know quite what you're going to get from him, even though the matchup looks great. We haven't seen him back out on the field. So I'd be concerned about trusting my fantasy football playoffs in the uh, hands of James Connor at this point. 312-332-3776, the fantasy football show coming back shortly. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Week 15, underway, and your fantasy football playoffs are underway as well. Hopefully, you've got a monster lead, so you can just kick back your feet and uh, play this one out. But if you're not in that position and you're freaking out about what to do, hit me up, 312-332-3776. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show. Here till 9 o'clock, taking your phone calls, helping you hopefully advance in your playoff format. And don't forget, I'll be back immediately following the Bears game for two hours, breaking down what is essentially a playoff matchup of its own. The Bears and Vikings both desperately needing this win because the winner has a decent shot if they can go ahead and win out at making the playoffs, whereas the losing team virtually mathematically has a real problem in front of them. So today's Bears-Vikings game is going to be a true playoff showdown, so I'll be breaking it all down on ESPN 1000 for two hours right after the, the game goes final. And special uh, analyst today because Howard Griffith has some Big Ten network obligations because of the college football playoffs. I will be uh, bringing Tom Waddle in for an hour after the game. So make sure you have it locked in and uh, you can get instant reaction from uh, the former Bears great wide receiver Tom Waddle will be joining me for the first hour of the post-game show, so make sure you keep it locked here. And, of course, Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley have you covered with all the pregame festivities starting at 10 a.m. this morning. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show will be on at 10 a.m., so make sure you keep it locked here all day long on ESPN 1000. Let's start things off with Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hey, Dave, what's up, man? Good, not much. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, I have a quarterback question here, of course, uh, Actually, I got a two-parter. Okay. Uh, I'm happy that Breeze is back because I got Kamara, but I also got Breeze. Do I start Breeze over Tannehill? And my defense question, who do you like better, Cleveland or San Fran this week? So the Breeze-Tannehill question 
is interesting because I think a lot of folks are in that similar position, Dave. And at least yours, for me, is kind of a no-brainer. I feel very comfortable using Ryan Tannehill. Now, and the truth is that Drew Brees dealing with, you know, the six broken ribs, the punctured lung that he had, it seemed like, you know, each day he they were adding another broken rib to the injury report after we found out. I, I'm a little concerned about using him if I have decent options. Ryan Tannehill, to me, is a great option. He doesn't get enough credit, but for fantasy purposes, he's eighth overall in scoring amongst quarterbacks. So I think Ryan Tannehill in that offense has finally figured it out. Um, Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, I love what he does as a play caller. So I think Ryan Tannehill is a pretty easy play there above Drew Brees today, uh, Dave. And then for your defensive question, I think I'm going to go and say I would use the Browns defense. I actually went out and scooped them up in most leagues around week eight when I could because of their playoff matchup. And today with Colt McCoy, as the Giants starting quarterback, that is that makes it much easier for me. I will say, now, this is nothing you can really do about this. The one thing that was a little bit concerning is Miles Garrett has mentioned that he doesn't feel completely recovered from COVID. He was, uh, you know, he did suffer from COVID-19, and he has finally come off the last couple of weeks, but he's talked about how, you know, in at certain points in the game, he's struggling to get his wind, and he doesn't really know when it's going to arise. And the truth is that there's a lot of players where, you're not overly concerned about them, but Miles Garrett is the one true difference maker on that defense. So that's a bit of a concern, but the reality is I'm not going to use the San Francisco 49ers defense over, over Cleveland's when you've got, uh, you know, uh, they, they've been wrecked by injuries all season long. So um, I would go ahead and use the Browns defense over the 49ers today. Let's go ahead and continue on. Let's try Jim, who's in Lake Geneva. Hey, Jim, what do you got? Hey, Jeff, good morning. Yeah, I'm playing that Dave that you just spoke to uh, in my uh, playoffs, so it's pretty ironic. I, know I love it. Has, yeah, I think he has nightly dreams about you, Jeff, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I've got a, a question with um, running back. So I've got four of them. I need to run two of them. So I've got Sanders, um, Connor, that's Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. uh, Connor, and uh, Mostert. And my last one is Dobbins. Boy, this is a true dilemma, Jim, because you tell me that uh, my biggest fan, Dave, who we just had on there, is, play- is playing up against you. Do I uh, yeah. do I give you the actual advice, or do I uh, play to the uh, to my buddy Dave and Elkhorn, who's been <laughs> such a longtime loyal listener? I'll tell you what, Jim, yeah. I am a, a man of integrity. I will do my best, and this way, at least one of you guys will still like me after today, Jim. So I'm going to say I would go ahead and um, I'm definitely using Miles Sanders. You saw last week with Jalen Hurts under center, the offense got things going a little bit better. So he's the most explosive player you have to keep him in the lineup he can break off a long one at any moment and I'm intrigued by all the good news regarding Raheem Mostert against the Cowboys today but when you've got J.K. Dobbins there you know he's truly become the first guy in line and with the Jaguars as their matchup today Jim it's uh, it's a pretty easy call to go ahead and use Dobbins and not even worry about testing Mostert and making sure that he's healthy you don't have to put yourself in that position so I'd use Miles Sanders and J.K. Dobbins Jim Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you, Jim. Good luck to you both. Hopefully you'll end in a tie. And then everybody will be disappointed, I guess. Let's try Scott, who's in Maryville. Hey, Scott, what's up? Hey, Jeff, what's happening? Hey, I love this show. I I listen all the time. Uh, It's money. And uh, if you guys are on next year, I 
first time called last week, and uh, I definitely I'll call all the time next year. But anyway, well, Scott, I, let me just say thanks so much for the kind words. I do appreciate it, and hopefully we'll be back next year. This is the uh, seventh year I've been doing it, so hopefully uh, nothing changes, and we'll uh, we'll get an eighth in next year. But uh, fire away! What yeah. do you got? Hey, I got a quarterback question. You mentioned this a little bit with playoff situations. I got to play either Kirk Cousins or Kyler Murray. You know, Arizona Vikings Bears. They're all shooting for that seven spot. Murray's banged up. I normally wouldn't. I'd go with him, but Cousins. You know, he's got his receivers are money. I mean, Jefferson is holy cow. And so I don't know. I just. But that's the question. It's those two quarterbacks. And uh, real last minute, would you in any situation play Zeke Elliott? You know, again, it always comes down to Scott, like who your options are. I'm certainly concerned, and at this point, I think you can definitely entertain a lot of uh, a lot of other. I'm sorry, Naheem Hines. I is have. it is it standard scoring or PPR? PPR. Okay, so in PPR, that that makes it pretty easy for me. I'm using Hines. Uh, you okay. know, yeah, Mike McCarthy has been you know very kind of vague with his. He's talking about how he yeah. how he wants to use Zeke. But he's, you know, he's hedging, talking about, like, we'll see what he can give us. So, you know, when, in a PPR format, that's, that plays right into Naheem Hines' yeah. strength. I think, so, I think I'm going Hines. So what I would use him. And then, so, yeah, Cousins versus Kyler. You know what? I understand what you're saying about Cousins. You're right. And, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Jalen Johnson. If he's not on the field, that definitely plays into Kirk Cousins' hands. But the, the Bears' defense is still solid. And what I'll say is, yeah. you know, the previous couple weeks, I was concerned about Kyler not running. But. Last week against the Giants, he took off and ran 13 times, had 47 rushing yards, and even though he didn't have a great day for fantasy purposes, just the fact that he was out there running more uh, leads me to believe that he's feeling better. And so for Kyler versus Cousins, because you never know when Cousins is going to you know, sneak up on you right. and basically derail. That's always in the cards with Kirk Cousins. You he know? does have panic attacks. So, and, right, and, thanks, and, and yeah, no, no problem, Scott. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. And thanks for listening this year. Again, that was uh, very nice of you to say. Uh, 312-332-3776. That's how you get in here on the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. Up next, can you trust Terry McLaurin? I'll tell you next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Back to pass Haskins, over the middle, caught, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin breaks the tackle at the 50, McLaurin at the 40, McLaurin all the way, electrifying, Terry McLaurin all the way for a touchdown, oh my goodness. Highlight courtesy of 980 in Washington, WTEM, Terry McLaurin, do you actually consider benching him because Alex Smith has been ruled out, and that means that Dwayne Hoskins, I'm Hoskins, Dwayne Haskins, Hoskins is a sales uh, rep here at ESPN 1000. Uh, Dwayne Haskins will be under center for football team, and you wonder, is this something that you need to run and hide? Are you scared of using Terry McLaurin? And I can understand that, but you know what? The last couple weeks, Terry McLaurin with Alex Smith under center, check down artist check uh, Alex Smith under center has been a bit of a disaster for McLaurin just 
Two catches the last couple weeks, 14 yards and 24 yards. It's been a nightmare for him. And I actually think if you look back through when Haskins was starting, he uh, the first three, week, three weeks of the season, uh, McLaurin was very productive. You know, he went five for 61, seven for 125, four for 83. If nothing else, Haskins is more willing to throw down the field. So I actually think the rest of the offense, kind of a disaster. But for Terry McLaurin, I actually think this is a boost for him. So go ahead and use Terry McLaurin. He's just too talented at this point. I'm using him in the leagues. I've got him. Uh, good time now to bring in Tyler Aki who's monitoring the Twitch channel, ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. Tyler, what do we got inside the Twitch chat room? All right, let's start with a standard wide receiver question. You got to sit one, so pick two of the three. Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, or Cooper Cup? So he said bench one or bench two? Uh, Bench just one. Evans, Cup, and... T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Man, T.Y. Hilton's been so good the last three or four weeks here for the Colts, and he just... For whatever reason, you know, I don't know if it's it, I don't always subscribe to the idea of a player owning one team because it's it changes year over year. But T.Y. Hilton just absolutely is a nightmare for the Houston Texans. And he has been for his entire career, no matter who's been under center. So I, I think I personally would use T.Y. Hilton and Mike Evans today over Cooper Cup. Uh, tight end question, Mike Gusecki or Mark Andrews this week? I would use Mark Andrews here because, you know, it looks like, you know, I don't want to put too much stock in one game, but Lamar certainly looked better last week, and perhaps he's finally, hopefully the Ravens are going to allow him to get back to doing what he does well, which is, you know, get outside of the pocket and, you know, have those playground plays where you let uh, Mark Andrews kind of, you know, watch and focus in on what Lamar is doing, and they've got a good chemistry going. I think I would use Mark Andrews over Gesicki because, also, with Gesicki dealing with the, the uh, shoulder injury, even though I said in most cases I'd try and get him in my lineup, that you know Mark Andrews is one of the better tight ends. So when you're when you're working with both those guys, I would use Andrews over Gesicki. Running back PPR question here: Need two of four: James Robinson, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, and Wayne Gallman. All right, so immediately Gallman is crossed off, and then you got Akers, Sanders, and who? James is, Robinson. James Robinson, boy. That is, I have to use James Robinson. He's just been so good every game. They just feed him the ball, you know, and Baltimore's defense really hasn't been as good over the last, you know, five, six weeks. So I'm not really concerned about Baltimore's defense. So James Robinson for sure. And I think I'm going to say, you know, I think I got to, I got to go ahead and say use Cam Akers because the Jets and the fact that Cam Akers is really become the featured back for the Rams and Sean McVay. So uh, even though I like Miles Sanders, I would use Cam Akers over him. PPR question here. Do you like Russell Gage or C.D. Lamb? C.D. Lamb pretty easily trusting the talent there because Russell Gage, I mean, again, as I talked about earlier, it seems like the Falcons offense, uh, you know, sure, they can score the occasional touchdown because Matt Ryan's a decent quarterback. But without Julio Jones, it's just a completely different offense. Todd Gurley has been MIA, I assume, because of the knee over the last three or four weeks, when he, even when he was active. So I don't know what in that offense you can really trust. And, you know, when you can focus more attention on Calvin Ridley, it really kind of breaks down. So uh, I would go ahead and um, use C.D. Lamb over Gage. A couple of people wondering about Jalen Hurts. So we'll start with this one. Jalen Hurts or Big Ben? I'm going to say I would use 
I would use Ben. I, you know, um, I wanted to say Hertz there initially because of the rushing ability, but the problem with Hertz is that even though he looked really good last week, going over 100 yards against the Saints, the Saints who had stopped anybody from rushing over 100 yards for 55 consecutive uh, starts, then last week give up two in the same game. Both Hertz and Miles Sanders go over 100 yards. But let's be honest. I have to imagine the Cardinals are going to be more focused in on keeping Hertz in the pocket, making him beat them with his arm. And that is really going to be, you know, I think uh, a weakness for Hertz going forward. I don't really trust him as a passer. I didn't really trust him as a passer coming out of college. And I certainly, you know, I'm not going to trust him based on the, you know, one start in his NFL career where he really didn't do a whole lot of passing. So um, even though Ben's been diminished this season, I'm going I'm to go ahead and use him because of that good matchup against the Bengals on Monday night. Uh, do you like Jared Goff or Jalen Hurts? That's a little bit more interesting. Actually, I think in that scenario, I'm going to go ahead and say I would probably use Hurts. I think there's more upside for Hurts there. You know, that that matchup against the Jets looks like the Rams can easily, you know, get up and then just run the ball. I hate doing that because things can play out, you know, pretty – they can go awry fairly quickly in the NFL. But the Jets are the one team I don't have a problem kind of predicting game flow. And so I would go ahead and use Hurts over Goff. I think there's a little more upside with Hurts. Standard league need one for a Michael Thomas replacement here. Russell Gage, Jarvis Landry, or Emmanuel Sanders? Uh, I would say I would use Landry slightly over Sanders. And again, I'm just off the Russell Gage. Don't trust him if you don't have to. All right, so let's uh, continue on with your calls. Let's try Neil, who's in the South Loop. Hey, Neil, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, how are you? Good, Thanks man. for having me on. So my question is in a PPR league, I, have, uh, I need one running back. My dilemma is Zeke, Mostert. Or Jeff Wilson, and I, you know, obviously with news about Zeke, and then worried about both Wilson and Mostert being healthy. Yeah, how are they going to be utilized? Yeah, you know, Neil, I would use because, as you mentioned, like I just don't think you can feel good about Ezekiel Elliott at this point. I, I would not use him when you've got anything viable at all, and I think you do. I would use Mostert over Wilson. Um, you know, the fact that they removed the injury designation on Friday is encouraging to me. And the fact that, look, they're playing against the Cowboys run defense, which has been awful. So, you know, you can, you're right. You can kind of flip a coin between Mostert and Wilson, but, uh, I would use Raheem Mostert just because you know that he's going to be the first guy in. Awesome. All right. Good luck to you, Neil. Let's try my man, Mike in Mount Prospect. Hey, Mike. Well, happy holidays, Jeff. First time caller. Just kidding. (laughs) Liar. Uh, Listen, uh, I, instead of uh, McCaffrey and uh, Gibson, I got you almost answered my question. I, I picked up uh, Jeff Wilson. I always had uh, Mostert. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to like Mostert. I need one of one of, uh, of these three. I have Gallman, Mostert, and Jeff, uh, Jeff Wilson. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. I, instead of being a 30-point favorite, I'm an 8-point underdog this week because of losing McCaffrey and Gibson. Yeah, that one is tough for me. It's again, you know, same thing. I got it. I got to cut out Jeff Wilson just because you, you know, it. I agree. He's he's the you know if if Wilson was it's good to have on your roster because if Mostert we if we got bad news about him oh, on Friday like Jeff Wilson one lower RB one. Yes, exactly. But in this scenario, Mike, I'm going to say I think I would play Wayne Gallman because you know okay. that he's likely to see you know twenty close to twenty touches, whereas. Um, Mostert, I'm yeah. hoping that he gets, you know, his, his, his usual 15 to 16, but I just, you know, 
at this point, I think you have to take the guy who's likely you feel pretty comfortable about what he's going to get touch wise, as opposed to you know just crossing your fingers with Mostert. Yeah, I just love that juicy matchup with Dallas though too, and something tells me Mostert's going to have a great game. I don't know why. Well, let, no, I think you laid it out, Mike, and thanks for the call as always. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, of course, like the Dallas defense is the reason that you want to start Mostert. And so, listen, you're the underdog there, and I can certainly see myself in a situation where as a big underdog, you know, and, and eight points is not, you know, a huge underdog, but if you want to roll with the upside of Mostert against the Cowboys, I can't fight you too hard because when you get to this point too, look, it, and then I, I, you know, I hate to be, I don't want to straddle the fence here. But the reality is that uh, it's yeah, I think you a good conversation to have with yourself when you hit the playoffs is I, re- I feel really good about this matchup. Can I live with myself having this feeling where I, I really like what Mostert's up against in the Cowboys run defense? Can I live with myself if I play Gallman, who, you know, is going to be in probably more of a more of a slog against the Cleveland Browns tonight. And the Browns have been a pretty solid defense. So as I talk my way through it, I think you have to say to yourself, am I comfortable rolling with, with, uh, with uh, Gallman over Mostert when I like Mostert's matchup? You know, of course, knowing that um, Jeff Wilson does lurk. All right, 312-332-3776. One more segment for you. Again, you can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. The Baltimore Ravens have officially activated Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, from the reserve COVID-19 list. So he is eligible to play today. I think you still probably want to stay away from him at this point if you can avoid it because he's kind of been a headache all year. And unless he breaks that long touchdown, which, uh, as we've known, has been hard to come by for the Ravens. Uh, But you know what? If you're in a bind and you had him on your roster and you didn't ha- didn't love your options, well, you've got the chance to go ahead and use Marquise Brown today if you would like to. Again, all right, 312-332-3776. One more segment to go here as I try and lead you to a fantasy football championship berth. Let's try Matt, who's in Bloomingdale. Hey, Matt, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. What's up? Um, so I'm trying to decide whether to use Jalen Hurts or uh, Tannehill, and also a flex question, Mostert or Corey Davis? So for me, Tannehill, uh, I definitely trust him a lot more than Jalen Hurts at this point, so he's he's almost a, a no-brainer for me. And then, uh, like, Davis, Corey Davis, you know, he's not, he, he's had a good year, but he's not somebody who the Titans need to, you know, you know Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown are going to eat. They're going to feed them the ball. Corey yes, Davis, you know, he's had uh, a couple of big games this year, but he's also had some games where, the, you know, it's been somewhat disappointing. I think I would play most dirt in the matchup against the Cowboys, Matt. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. No Thank problem. You. Thanks for listening, Matt. Appreciate it. Let's try Justin, who's in Mokina. Hey, Justin, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. 
look at uh, either Kyler Murray or Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use Kyler Murray there. Like I said uh, with uh, one of the earlier callers, I like the fact that he ran 13 times last week. I just think uh, you saw him feel a little more comfortable. It didn't seem like the shoulder was bothering him like it had been in previous weeks. So I think there's a chance you get, you know, you have Kyler Murray back to um, the guy who we saw earlier in the year who was really, you know, going neck and neck with uh, Rodgers and Mahomes as like the top fantasy quarterback. So I think uh, I think I trust Kyler Murray a little more after last week, seeing how much he was willing to run. Okay, thank you. No problem. Let's try Joe, who's in Naperville. Hey, Joe, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, I'll keep it short and sweet. I got Logan Thomas or Evan Ingram, PPR. I would say I I like what Logan Thomas has done, but with uh, Haskins under center and Logan Thomas not being McLaurin, I think I would use Evan Ingram, Joe. Okay, thank you. All right, good luck to you. Let's try Chris in Rockford. Hey, Chris, what's up? How's it going? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Okay, if I win today, I make my first ever conference championship. Love it. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. I So I started, obviously, Aguilar on Thursday, and Kelsey's a must-start. So I have one more to start, and it's a standard league. Should I start Fitzgerald, Kirk, Landry, David Moore, or Devontae Parker? So if you only need one, Chris, I think I would say I would go ahead and use Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, okay. not, yeah, I think, uh, and, and, you know, the only guy I was even thinking about Chris and thanks for the call was Devonte Parker, but with him, you know, dealing with the hamstring injury, injury, hamstring, hamstring issues, obviously always scare you just a little bit. And anybody who owns and started Keenan Allen on Thursday night knows exactly what I'm talking about. You can be active, but you know, if you're, if you're on a limited uh, snap count or, you know, or even worse, you re-injure it. That's always a possibility with hamstring injuries, so that concerns me. So I think play the safe play there and uh, and go with what I said there, Chris. Let's try it. Tyrell, who's in Dallas. Hey, Tyrell, what's hey, up, man? How are you doing in Big hey, D? Thanks for call. Hey, so quick question. Uh, Chris Godwin or Marvin Jones Jr. in a PPR? All right, so, and uh, I just saw uh, from Ian Rappaport a few moments ago that uh, Matthew Stafford is expected to start against the Titans, which obviously is great news for Marvin Jones. But, Tyrell, in PPR, I can't get away from Chris Godwin, even though Kenny Galladay is still out for the Lions. I'm a little bit concerned uh, with Stafford. You know, he 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 was dealing with the uh, bruised rib cartilage. So uh, just just based on the fact that if, if for whatever reason he re-injures and you have to turn to Chase Daniel, that completely you know sabotages any value that Marvin Jones has. So I would go ahead and use Chris Godwin and uh, the, having the GOAT throw to him. Let's try Dan, who's in Arlington Heights. Hey, Dan, what's up? Hey, Jeff, got a question for you. So my opponent last night decided to throw in Tanya in a tight end despite me because having I have Rodgers. So I'm trying to decide right now. He's got Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, uh-huh. do I sub in Juju for Ayuk? So are you, I mean, you had a, the problem is, Dan, that you had a tougher game from Rodgers fantasy-wise, and Tunyon, you know, gets in for the touchdown, which basically makes his night. So in some ways, I think you need to play the upside a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had Jones, too. Yeah, so I think I think in that scenario, oh, yeah, then I think it's, it's definitely, I would have chosen Brandon Ayuk straight up anyway. Again, the only situation where I maybe play it differently is where you're in a situation where, you know, you're 
trying to play a little bit of defense against a Big Ben game. I think in this scenario, though, you kind of got you have to, you know, you're trying to, you know, swing for the fences a little bit. Ayuk, for me, without Debo Samuel in the lineup, has proven that he's really, you know, been their their uh, top wide receiver. And without George Kittle this week as well, I think Brandon Ayuk is best, definitely the top pass catcher. So I'd go ahead and use him, Dan, and uh, not worry about uh, what Ben's going to do on Monday. Let's try Chad in Minnesota. Hey, Chad. Hey, Jeff. Great show. Uh, P- uh, PPR flex. I got Jeff Wilson Jr., Claypool, or Emmanuel Sanders. Just need one. I think I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Emmanuel Sanders because without Michael Thomas, I think he steps in and probably sees the most targets, Chad. So I'd use him. Um, you know, unfortunately, Chase Claypool, we uh, we rode that boom early in the season uh, to a lot of victories. But the last few weeks, he's certainly struggled with some drops and hasn't been nearly the focal point that he was earlier in the season. So uh, I would use Emmanuel Sanders. Let's try Tom in Bridgeport with a Mitch Trubisky question. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you doing, Jeff? I need one of these three, Jeff. Minshew, Trubisky, or Matt Ryan? Oh, Tommy, Tommy. You know what? I'm going to say without Julio Jones, believe it or not, I'm going to go ahead and advise Mitch Trubisky over Matt Ryan today because that Minnesota Vikings defense is not the defense that it has been the last few few years. You can certainly throw on them. You can score some points. And with Trubisky's ability to run and Matt Ryan without really giving you anything from the running game, I'd say go ahead and use Trubisky and uh, just kind of uh, cross your fingers and hope it's not a bad Mitch performance. Whether or not it is, we'll find out. I will be breaking it down right after the game for two hours. Again, the first hour, Tom Waddle's going to join me because Howard Griffith has some Big Ten network obligations. So uh, make sure you keep it locked to ESPN 1000. Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley up at 10 a.m., with your Bears pregame show, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show coming at you at 10 a.m., so make sure you keep it locked. Thanks to my man, Tyler Aki. Good luck to you. Hopefully, we'll be back next week talking to you about a fantasy football championship matchup. Thanks for listening.